let's give the Lord another praise on today. Let's give the Lord praise for extension. Holy, holy, holy. Let's give the Lord another praise. You may be seated on today. Giving honor to God, to our pastor and leader, Bishop Charles E. Blake Sr. Amen, the First Lady of West Angeles Church, Lady May. My parents, let's give the Lord praise once again for our leaders. I also wanna praise the Lord for Lady Deandra Blake. Didn't she do a good job on Friday night? Go on and give her a hand, amen, praise the Lord. She did a beautiful job. I was so proud of her, amen. I also wanna thank our presider elder, Ulysses Henderson, amen, for his leadership of the service on today. My brother, not everybody has someone in their life that can shoot straight. Even if you don't wanna hear what it is they have to say, you can trust them to have your best interests at heart. And I, I praise the Lord for you being my brother on today. Amen. He'll give it to you. Amen. Straight on. But most of all, beloved, I want to praise the Lord for you. God's people. Thank you so much for being here. Give yourselves a hand. You have made it to the right place at the right time. I want to say hello to my friends from Australia. Amen. You have come a mighty long way to be here at church today. And guess what? They were on time for service. Amen. We praise the Lord for you on this morning. Amen. And because time is of essence, and I want to respect your time on today, we're going to move quickly into our text for this morning. Please turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1. Everything has its time. Everybody say time. I'll just say it one more again, time. Amen. To everything there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant. And a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill. And a time to heal. A time to break down. And a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence 
and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Then let's skip on down to verse 12. I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and do good in their lives. And then go to Psalms 90 and verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Time, according to the dictionary, is defined as the system of those sequential relations that any event has to any other event, as past, present, or future, and indefinite and continuous duration regarded as that in which events succeed one another. Time is probably one of the most misunderstood aspects of our existence. Everything we see, all of us here are slaves to and under the power of time. Everybody say time. In this physical world, time rules all. In a very popular story, a riddle is spoken from one character to another. It says, this thing all things devours, birds, beasts, trees, flowers, gnaws iron, bites steel, grinds hard stones to meal, slays king, ruins town and beats high mountain down. The answer to this riddle, beloved, was time. No matter what we see or who we are, everything here on earth is under the power of time. Everybody say time. Amen. Where's my clock? Come on now, media. All right, there we go. Time. Time is marching on. Look at it. Tick tock. Tick tock. Tick tock. Seconds float away, but we seem in our days to miss them. We seem to forget that every second that passes is a second closer to the time that each one of us will be leaving this planet. A second closer to our death. I know it's a little depressing, but let it sink in. There are moments that we've had when we like to say that we're just killing time, but beloved, the, the sad fact is that time is actually killing us. We have the most valuable thing in existence right in our hands and we let it slip 
through our fingers like sand at the beach. I believe in my heart that one of the things that Almighty God will take an account of on that great day will be how we managed our time. What we did with the time that we had, that he blessed us with. Everybody say time. Beloved, let's go on and take that clock down right there. Somebody here is starting to get a little freaked out. Amen. <laughs> it is said that lost time is never found again. There are three things that we can't recover in life. Word after it is said. Moment after it is gone and missed and time after it is gone. Time. Time is what we want the most, but what we use the worst. Time is free, but it is priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you've lost it or wasted it, you can never get it back. Time. Many have spent their whole life and much effort in action of money, wealth, and riches, but you can always make more money, but you cannot make more time. Time flies when you are having fun. A second may be a second for all things, but it seems to stand still to the person serving that 10 to 20 year sentence. But even when they get out after serving that sentence, we can see the effect that time has had on them. And we see that to them it only felt like time was standing still. But in all actuality, when you look at their body, you can actually see that it wasn't standing still at all. Everybody say time. Over 2.4 million people die every year in America alone. Over 1 million of these deaths are sudden. That's about 2,600 a day. That means 2,600 Americans woke up yesterday expecting to be alive today, and they are not. They thought they had time, but time ran out for them. Now, beloved, this says a couple things to me. It says, first, that eternity eventually is going to catch up with each and every one of us here. Yes, you. Hebrews 9 and 27 says, it is appointed for men to die once. Just let that sink in for a moment. I jumped up in my bed one night going, whoa. The other thing that it tells me is that one million of these folks thought that when they woke up one morning that they were going to be going to sleep that night. 
They had no idea that their time was going to run out that day. Think about it. Let it sink in. Since it always doesn't hit home for us personally, we we sometimes forget that it's happening every day. That's why I pray every morning as I'm putting on my shoes. Lord, let me be the one who is taking off my shoes tonight. Not the ambulance technician, not the emergency room tech, and certainly not the coroner. And let it be the same with my family. That's why every time I walk into the house of the Lord, you are going to see me give him praise. Oh, somebody say hallelujah if you're happy to be alive on today. I should have heard a big old hallelujah from everybody here in the house of the Lord on today. I said say hallelujah if you're happy to be alive. Oh, it's a whole lot better to be seen than viewed. Amen. Praise the Lord. But we only have so much time. I was kind of shocked one day to learn how much or how little time that we have in comparison to some other living things that God created and that we share this planet with. I have to admit that a small part of me was a little jealous and another part of me was not so jealous about some of these guys that I learned about. There are more than a few animals that could go on my list here today, but for the sake of time, I'll only name a few. If you look at the screen, you'll see our little friend, the hamster. Furry, cute little guy, isn't he? Well, don't get too attached because the hamster is only going to live for four years. The hamster has a four-year lifespan, so say hi and buy the fluffy right there. In fact, he might already be gone. If we go on to the next slide, we'll see our friend, the, the dragonfly. Go on, get on out of there, fluffy. All right. We hardly knew thee. But our friend the dragonfly, our friend the dragonfly here has only a four-month lifespan. Yeah, March to June, and he's out of here. Everybody say bye. But the winner or the loser of this competition, however, is my friend the mayfly. The mayfly only has a lifespan of 24 hours. 24 hours after it grows to maturity, it reproduces and dies in the span of 24 hours. One day. And they say the female of the species doesn't live much longer than five minutes. The digestive system of the mayfly is mostly filled with air because it does not even have time to eat. The mayfly does not have a second to waste, does it? But compared to the mayfly, we as human beings live for an eternity. On the other side 
of this list, I have to contrast this with the lifespan of some of God's creatures that have a little bit more time. And if you look at the screen, you'll see my friend, the tortoise. There he goes. Tortoises have been known to live for more than 276 years. Everybody say 276 years. Eventually, the tortoise is always going to beat the race against that rabbit. <laughs> the hare can run as fast as he wants, but he's always going to lose this race. Incidentally, rabbits only get to live 12 years long at the most. So anytime the rabbit challenges the, the, the tortoise to a race, he just sits back and laugh. <laughs> I'll race you in about 12 years, buddy. We'll see how things are going then. <laughs> so the rabbit gets 12 years, but the tortoise gets 276. Next, we have another good friend of mine who I love called the Greenland shark. Pretty, isn't it? Well, he doesn't really care about how you think he looks because the Greenland shark lives to be 500 years old. 500 years. It is the longest living vertebrae on planet Earth. It reaches puberty at 150 years old. Swimming somewhere in the ocean right now, there are more than a few of these guys that were alive during the American Revolution, slavery, and the Civil War. One of these guys born this year today is going to be here, here in the year 2519. 2519, he's going to be thinking about dying of old age. Let it sink in. Think about it. And my favorite, my favorite is Toratopsis nutricula, the king. Toratopsis nutricula, a jellyfish about the size of your pinky nail, is capable of cycling itself from a mature adult stage to an immature polyp stage. That means when it gets old, it can revert back to its prepubescent stage. It regenerates itself and its organs. There may be no natural limit to its lifespan. For all extensive purposes, it is theoretically immortal. Something the size of your pinky nail living right here on earth right now is going to outlive you and your children, and your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren, and your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren. If a Toratopsis nutricula didn't get eaten by another Toratopsis nutricula, theoretically, they could have been swimming around here when Jesus walked the earth. Let it sink in for a moment. Right now, they're trying to study Toratopsis nutricula to try to figure out a way to synthesize this regenerative ability so they can sell you immortality for a nominal fee, of course. <laughs> Let it sink in for a moment. 
Each of these creatures living on the long living list have all the time in the world that they need. Oh, let's take Brother Torah Topsis Nutriculi down now. Somebody is getting freaked out in here. But if you really think about it, really think about it, our lifespans, the time that we have is really closer to the more shorter-lived animals on our list than, on the longer, than the longer-living animals on our list here in comparison with some of these other guys that we share the planet with. Let it sink in for a moment. It's a tough lesson to learn that some of these animals were here when you got here and they're going to be here when you're gone. I had to admit that part of me was jealous. I mean, none of us who are here now are going to be here in 115 years from now. We may hear about a couple super centigenarians walking around here, but nobody over 115. None of us are going to be here, but there is a shark, a turtle, and a jellyfish that are going to outlive your great, great, great grandkids. Think about it. Yet something like the mayfly is going to have lived his whole life from beginning to end today. And you're never going to even know that it was here. I mean, when was the last time you spent any time thinking about mayflies? And it's a cold truth because we see here that we do not have a lot of time to waste. I thank you for your time today. But nowadays we live as if we had all the time in the world. I once saw an article that said that 25 is now the new 18. And as, as a culture, we're moving into adulthood and purpose a bit later in life as if we had more time. It's something that even I myself had to contend with growing up as a young person in this time. You see, I did not have the struggles that my father and my grandfather and my great-grandfather had. Compared to what they went through, I've been ridiculously blessed. We've all been ridiculously blessed compared to what our forefathers went through. But what I have to ask myself is how long or how am I letting these blessings affect me as I deal with the time that I have? What have I done with the time that I've been given? Everybody say time. A huge issue as I realize the time in my life that I have wasted is that I let myself be deluded into thinking that I had more time than I actually had, that I was going to live forever, that the good times were going to roll on and on and on forever. How many of you all remember what it was like when you were 23? Uh, you thought the same way. Don't try to act like you've been gone that long. The funny thing is I got hurt not too long ago hanging out with my sons, Charles and Julian. They're 11 and 9, and it took me a little longer for me to heal <laughs> than it used to. 
I still feel the pain in my ribs. I'm looking at the, the gray in my beard and I'm wondering where did this come from? What is this? I bent down to pick something up from the floor and I heard a grunt. Oh, and I did not know where that came from. My son Charles, just oh, I'm the only one that, uh, that grunts when you've been down and pick somebody grunted picking up their shoes on this morning. Don't even try it. My son Charles just started middle school and through some strange stroke of providence, he's going to the same junior high school or middle school that I went to. And when I was walking him into that school, I was so shocked at the feeling that I had. It felt like it was yesterday that I had just been there. I remember myself hanging out on the same yard, sitting in those same classrooms that my son was going to be sitting on. And this was 37 years later. Somebody need to slow this train down. But it only seems to be going faster and faster and faster. I had to sit down for a second. I had to admit that it seems just like yesterday that I was here at this school as a 13-year-older. I asked myself, where had the time gone? I realized that time was marching on even if I wasn't paying attention to it or treating it right. Everybody say time. I once read a poem by the poetess Linda Ellis called The Dash. It reads, I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on her tombstone from beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of her birth and spoke the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that she spent alive on earth. And now only those who loved her know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spent our dash. Oh, there's more. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time has left. That can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, Remembering that this special dash might only last for a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? 
You see, beloved, one of the biggest mistakes, one of our biggest delusions is that we think we have time. We think after that argument or that harsh word that we've said to someone, oh, I'll fix it tomorrow. But we learned that for 2,600 of us a day, tomorrow is not promised. When you really think about it, our time here on earth compared to many other things is very short. It is only a minute when you think about how long other creations are going to be here. But I was told by Brother Benjamin Mays that I've only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it, give an account if I abuse it, just a tiny little minute but eternity is in it. Oh, somebody give the Lord praise up in here on today. <laughs> I, know it's a t I know it's a tough one, but we're going to pull it home. <laughs> but we have to come to the truth that we've been given the time that we have been given. I had to realize that. The biggest question that you will have to ask in your existence is what you are going to do with the time that you have been given. What are you going to do with the time that God has given you to live this life? What do you do with the gift of your life all has to do with how you manage the time that you've been given here? The way that you handle time, the way that you handle the time that you have been given will reverberate throughout eternity. I have only just a minute but eternity is in it. I once heard a line from a, a movie and a character that I thought about when which one old character said to another old character that when you have more past than future, you learn. You start to think about things differently. I think about the time in my life that I have wasted. The time not knowing what really mattered. The time that I wasted it just doing stupid stuff with menial interests, not even really focusing in on what mattered. The time not knowing what really mattered. Time that I could have been making better decisions. Time that I wasted that I could have been making myself a better Charles, a better me. Time thinking that I had more time. I had to ask through my tears God's forgiveness for what I had done or didn't do with my time, with the time that he had given me when I had it. I wish we had more time, but I can't spend any more time regretting the time that I have wasted in my life. That time is gone. Never to be found again, I can only look now to my future. But even more importantly, I can look at my present. I can look at what can I do now to change how I've used the time that I have left. Now is the most important moment of your life. 
now. Now. What can I do to use the time that I have left even if I live to be 105 years old? Because I want my three digits out of life. Amen. You see, those of us who have saved, those of us who are saved, those of us who have given our life to the Lord have a secret because the God that we serve is beyond time. Come on now. That's the upkick. Our God that we serve created time. He created it and put it in place so everything wouldn't happen at once. It has its purpose. One day is as a thousand years to our God. Oh, we serve a God that can give you back the years that you have wasted. Oh, somebody give the Lord praise on today. Oh, this story isn't over. He promised in Joel 2 and 25, so, and listen good, listen good. I, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust, that bad mistake, that prison sentence, that time you spent wasting your life away, partying, drinking, smoking it away, in the wrong relationship, hanging around with the wrong people, I will restore the years. Woo! Hallelujah. That the locusts have taken my great army which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame. Not regret they pass. Oh, somebody in here give the Lord some praise on today. Oh, he's not finished. In Jeremiah 29 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future. To give you a future and a hope. And Haggai 2 and 9, it says, The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former. The glory of your later years, the glory of the second half of your life will be greater than the glory of the front half of your life. Says the Lord of hosts, and in this place, in you I will give peace. Says the Lord of hosts. Oh, somebody else give the Lord some praise on today. Hezekiah, my brother Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a man who was out of time. He had been told by the prophet of God to get his affairs in order because he was going to die. His time was up. But because he turned his face to the wall, 
because he turned his face towards God, he was given more time. Come on now. If you turn your face to the wall, God can give you more time. I'm trying to keep my face to that wall because I want some more time. Oh, somebody give the Lord some praise in here today. Mm. He can heal you. He can restore you. He can restore the years that the locusts have consumed. He can bring you to who you truly are supposed to be in him. So that when our time is up, we can hear him say, well done. I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives. Oh, everybody stand up. Let's give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Everybody on your feet. Let's give the Lord some praise on today. It's all right now. It's all right now. God said it's all right now. It's all I need all eyes closed. I need all heads bowed. Nobody looking around to see what's going on. It's, it's just you and God now. There may be someone here and you may think that you have wasted the time that God has given you. You may think that the decisions and the mistakes that you've made have robbed you of one of the greatest gifts that God has given us in existence. You may think that you don't have much time left, but I'm here to let you know that God can give it all back. You don't have to feel failure with God on your side. God in you is more than the world against you. He got you. With God on your side, you will not fail. He will give you back the time that life and your mistakes have taken from you. When you come to God, when you come on in, when you turn your face to the wall, you get that. Anyone who Christ raised from the dead in the Bible was given more time. Mm. If you take that step towards God, God will meet you there. If you move with him there, there will be nothing that can stand in the way of what he has made you to be, not even time. And here's the rear kicker. In fact, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not die but have everlasting life everlasting life life above and beyond time life everlasting 
Oh, somebody needs to give the Lord some praise on that. That's what we call salvation. That's what you get when you are saved, everlasting life. And they can't measure that. He has made you to change the world for his glory. He has put something inside of you that can be salt and light to the world. Let us not waste any more time on things that don't matter, beloved. Let us be what God has created us to be. You see, the bad news is that time flies. But the good news is that you're the pilot. You can use it. You can direct it. You can focus it. So in the immortal words of Ellis Red Redding from Shawshank Redemption, get busy living or get busy dying. Without Christ in your life, all you're doing is dying. Seconds ticking away until your time is up. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. But if you put your life in God's hands, God who is above time, then you can get busy living. Give your life to him today and you will live. Beloved, there is so much more that I have to share with you, but I just don't have enough time. God bless you and I love you. If you would give your life to the Lord Jesus, if you would accept him as your savior, if you wish your sins forgiven and you want the transforming power of God to be on your life, I invite you to the altar. Preacher, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want forgiveness for all of my sins. If that's you, I want to pray for you. Step into the aisle, walk down to the altar. Every sin you've ever committed can be forgiven. Jesus bore the whole load of your sin, and he can wash you whiter than snow. Preacher, I want to be saved. I want to know Jesus. Step out, my brother. Step out, my sister. This is your time. This is your time. This is your time. Come forward in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's room for you. Come forward now. This is your time. This is your time. Come to the altar. This is your time. The Lord will forgive you. Your sin can be forgiven and washed away. This is your time. In the name of Jesus, come forward, come forward. Nobody's walking out. This is a very important moment in the lives of these who stand before me. Jesus died for you. His blood was shed on your behalf. He died on a cross, but on the third day morning, he arose from the dead. And if Jesus could rise from the dead, he can give eternal life to you.
He can transform your life by his power. Your life will never, ever again be the same. And so, dear Lord, we pray for those who stand at the altar. We ask for them your mercy, your grace, your forgiveness. Draw them to thyself, for living close to you is the only way that our lives can be all that they can be. You came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundant. And dear Lord, you're going to give abundant life to each and every one of these individuals who stand before me now. At the altar, would you just lift your hand to the Lord and repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me for the wrong I've done and the wrong I have been. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for my sin. I believe he arose from the dead. Lord Jesus, I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. And I thank you, dear Lord, for salvation. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. All over the room, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dear sister, your sins are forgiven. Dear brother, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven.